Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Another Dolphins Podcast. Happy weekend. We survived a week 10 buy, and we are less than 48 hours from the Raiders and Dolphins battling at Hard Rock Stadium. Joshua, welcome to the weekend. It's a freaking weekend, baby. We're about to have some fun, right? Somebody said that, I'm sure. But um, yeah, what are we, week 11 now? This is Was that why you were shaking your head? You You were a little spooked? Yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at it, and it shows that the Raiders are 5-5, five and five, and I'm just trying to do the math, and I'm thinking, you know, the Dolphins just had a Week 10 bye, and I'm like, dude, it is Week 11. And I know we talked about it in the last pod, but we just need to enjoy these um, days that we do get to get together to talk about the Dolphins. So, um, yeah, man, it's the weekend, and we're doing our weekend podcast, preparing for the Miami Dolphins matchup versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I know you're going to say Oakland a bunch of times. That's been your thing, at least. Uh, I can't pronounce names. I stutter around a lot, but you – uh. Oakland Raiders, that was your thing. I just had that. I just stuck with Darren McFadden and the Oakland Raiders. That's just where my life uh, really got into football. Uh, Joshua, before we get into all the fun stuff, let's start with a few injury updates here because we are recording right after Mike McDaniel met with the media. Chase Claypool had a knee procedure done during the bye week. I don't I don't know what that means, but he's week to week with that. So he will be Sounds out Sunday. Bad. Sounds bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, especially if the bye week is when you do the procedure. Uh, Robert Hunt, Mike McDaniel said it'd be risky for him to play on Sunday, so he's out. But Josh, that does imply that maybe a week or two down the road, depending on how this team's feeling about itself, that Robert Hunt will be back in action. Yeah, and over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the Dolphins' schedule and you know how 
optimistic we feel heading into these games, so it might be the right time for him to get right. But, um, yeah, it sounds like we might get Robert Hump back, and we don't want to put too much into pro football focus in their grades, but um, it does sound like Liam Eichenberg will be starting. I think uh, Mike McDaniel joked that um, he's a snitch for telling the reporters that he was playing right guard. But um, if you take PFF focus as gospel, he is um, – Liam Eichenberg is their 37th ranked uh, left – oh, it says center, so that might be skewed. Um, he was 37th ranked center out of 37, so that might be skewed. He might be a little bit better at guard, but um, I do not like thinking about Liam Eikenberg going against that defensive line who has some solid pass rushers. I mean, we saw last week Chris Jones uh, was a menace, and um, it, it, we want Robert Hump back. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. Long story short, we, we need Robert Hump back and can't wait to get him back for the inevitable playoff push. I think Robert Jones is out. I'm sorry. I haven't seen anything on that yet, but some other injuries to watch through the re- weekend. Uh, Braxton Berrios, Alec Engel, Durham Smythe were all limited on Thursday after not practicing on Wednesday. Uh, Raheem Mostert was limited both Wednesday and Thursday, but he actually spoke with the media and he said he's feeling pretty good. And I think Joshua, that is it for injuries from my end. Did I miss anyone? I mean, I'm, I'm home with the kids today. I'm all over the place. Not really sure. I'm, Keeping up with things. You did say Jalen Waddle's good, right? Jalen Waddle sounds like he's good to go. We should all have him in our fantasy lineup and feeling like he might be that, you know, wide receiver one maybe, getting some of those targets and scoring those touchdowns that Jake predicts every week. I need to get this out of the way. Keep in mind that a game changer on Sunday could be the fact that it is a revenge game for both Adam Butler and John Jenkins on the Raiders offensive defensive line, and I was this close to saying Oakland. That's why I messed up which line we were talking about. Josh, were you surprised to see a 13 and a half point spread? I not really. No. I mean, I know everyone's kind of hyped. At least the Raiders are, you know, new coach air. You're, I mean, you got to feel good for them, right? I mean, um, it seemed like what they were doing, Josh McDaniels was just dreadful. So um, no, I don't. I think the Dolphins as talented as they are, despite that um disappointing loss we saw two weeks ago. I still can't believe we're stewing on this. I wasn't too surprised by a 13 point. Did we talk about Robbie Chosen? Are we planning on to? I forget where we were going to talk about him, or if I was just talked about him in my head. I, we we have to get that out at some point. You, I, we talked about it last time, and you were like, "What do you want me to say?" I gave up. So I, I'm I'm glad you're coming back to it. Let's hear it. Yeah, no, I was just saying. I mean, I know a lot of people were like, "Whatever, it's Robbie Chosen. He's lived his days. He's gone now." Thank you for that, what, 68-yard touchdown in garbage time against the Broncos. But it does sound like he left his mark on this coaching staff and Mike McDaniel. And it sounds like, by all accounts, they're going to try to get him back on the practice squad, which, like you mentioned, man, a, a knee scope, I think it was, uh, for Charles, uh, Clay's Chapel. And you now have him going week to week. I mean, you might need a Robbie Chosen again to come in and, you know, just have a role. But you do want to see more effort on those uh, run plays and things like that that I know a lot of Dolphin fans were down on. So um, I poured some out for my homie, Robbie Chosen, the last time. Um, but I'm, can you bring the, can you put the water back in? And, I mean, he's back. I think he's going to have new life. Hopefully he lands on the Dolphins. But um, people were saying maybe Robert Sala and the Jets might have him. I think he had a comment on Robbie Chosen. And getting him with two games against the Dolphins, you know, getting that intel. I don't know, man. So I'm a little queasy about that. But yeah, Robbie Chosen. Sorry, had to interrupt this podcast for Robbie Chosen because I love my mid-wide receivers. Dude, you just went full like Undertaker meme there. You just burst right back. Stocks are headed right back up. I loved it. Yeah, stoinks. Isn't that what you call them? You got to get the stonks going. And it'll be interesting because the Dolphins have three wide receivers on the practice squad. I don't have it in front of me, but um, they just signed Anthony Schwartz. Uh, Braylon Sanders is there. And I think there's a third guy who I don't think has ever played a game in the NFL, um, but he's still hanging around. So it'll be interesting to see. 
not oh, what you'd want though down the stretch if you have to rely on one of these guys. So I can understand why they want Robbie Chosen back so darn bad. Just to make you happy. That's the real reason. Josh, as we progress through this season, we have reached an interesting point where it's the start of the second half. The Miami Dolphins had a bye week. You know, the, one of the most fun sayings is that Andy Reid, after a bye week, he's one of the best coaches. I think Nick Sirianni once actually called him and like stayed at the same hotel. I think it was part of my take that was telling a story like that. But I'm curious to see what this Mike McDaniel offense looks like having that week off. Last year, things were a little more bumpy. I think they were the train was moving so fast throughout that season. I'm curious to see how this offense really changes things because I look back to the beginning of the season. We didn't really see things week one and week two. That It was easy for Miami's offense, but it didn't seem like they were simple plays, right? They were doing the no-look passes, the shovel passes to Tyree Kill, and as the season progressed, where we saw weaknesses, I think, were Philadelphia and Kansas City, where the team didn't just have any simple plays where they could, you know, line up and just get a first down. Uh, they use a lot of motion, which is great. It, it disrupts a lot of defenses. But I think when we look ahead to the Raiders game, I would love the Miami Dolphins offense just to come out and, and march down the field and have it be just simple, like easy button plays where they can be consistent. I understand that the motion does such such an has such an important role for the uh, offense and what it wants to do. But we can see that sometimes on the road, you, you can't lean on it all the time. No, I mean, once any of those teams kind of threw off the timing, right? I mean, you talked about it, the anticipation that Tua Tomaloa has, how great he is with his accuracy. But when you throw off the the routes that are being run by a Tyree Kill, a Jalen Waddle, I mean, if you already have that speed down and just the slightest timings off, I mean, this whole offense seems to to crumble. And that's what those teams did. So um, you're right. They sat here, they stood on it. You know, I think it's what an eight hour flight back from Frankfurt. You know, that's all they were decide, like talking about, you know, is what they were going to do moving forward, what they were going to change and what they were going to come out doing against a Raiders team, which I mean, you should not be looking past any team. I mean, we hear Mike McDaniel say it all the time. Um, we've seen him come out flat in a few weeks past, but um, in this one, man, I think you're right. You want him to come out there and make things look really easy. And getting that rhythm that we saw at parts of the season where they looked unstoppable, where they looked like a juggernaut, because, um, again, you want to be playing. You're not playing this season. You're not in this position right now to do anything more than, you know, get in the play or anything less than getting the playoffs. I mean, it, it, that would be an absolute failure, right, at the position you're in, leading the AFC East with the schedule you have in front of you. I think some people said you, they can, com, you know, clinch it in this next few games, the stretch of five where they have, like, winnable matchups I mean if you can do that I mean there's no reason why they should have anything less than that so I think they realize the pressure that's on their shoulders I realize I think they realize the situation and they're in and they're going to come out swinging and hopefully firing all cylinders um but you hope they can stay healthy throughout this one I mean that's been the biggest thing I mean that's so cliche to say that's every team at at week 11 but um you're getting a Devon Achan back I mean what's that going to do to this offense I mean that's going to change everything we hope but um we'll see man come out there and punch the Raiders right in the mouth where does that simplicity, where do you throw that first punch? Is it just kind of pelting Tyreek with targets and just kind of maintaining his pace as he goes towards uh, 2,000 yards? Or do you kind of put in, in the back of your mind that the Raiders are allowing, what do I got here, um, nearly two yards on the ground before contact the Raiders defense. So you can really start to pick up some speed before you really engage with that defensive line. So uh, where, where do you start your approach? Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Yeah, no, that sounds good to me, right? I mean, listen to what Raheem Mostert was saying late in that game against the Chiefs about how, you know, they could see that offense um, or that the defense was allowing those outside runs. I mean, that's where I would attack. And maybe not so much ne- near Max Crosby's side, but maybe you go down that left side with Teron Armstead. Um, Lester Cotton, I guess, is going to start there at left guard, right? Is that um, the the answer there? So you run you run the ball, you know, set that up and have them have to come up there and, and stop a Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan who – they're already, you know, scared to death of that speed. You get them running the ball successfully, like you mentioned, not even getting touched two yards past the line of scrimmage. I mean, wasn't A-Chan one of the most uh, – I, I wish we had it in front of us – one of the most effective or had the most yards after contact before he went down? I can't remember if I'm, I'm thinking or you know, – I'm sure. I mean, things, 12.1 yards per carry. Yeah. I'm sure he had every, every could have been, could have been EPA, it. though, I saw. That EPA crap always screws me. But you know what I'm saying, man. If you can get that offense, uh, that run game clicking, and they have to f- defend that, I mean, then you got Tyree Kill running off the play action. Jalen Waddle. I mean, I would come out and try to run the ball, but – I could also see him coming out and just going right for the jugular, right? Just showing, you know, two at a Tyreek, you know, right off play action, 80-yard ball just to say, you know, okay, you can uh, sleep on us because we lost the Chiefs. You can stop talking about us, but we're still here. The way everyone talks about A-Chan, it kind of feels like if you're watching the Red Zone channel, they might just turn on the Dolphins game just for the first time he's on the field because everybody loves how explosive he's been. And if everybody knows how explosive he's been, so do the Raiders. So, Josh, I kind of think that that'd be such a great first play. You have, like, four people moving in motion, including A-Chan, and then you just don't even throw it to him, and then you have Tyree Kill streaking down the field. I'm really curious to see their approach with A-Chan as he comes back from the injury, activated off of injured reserve this week. Is it going to be a situation where they know how explosive he is, they want to ease him back into things? Maybe he gets 15 snaps, five touches, but, I mean, those other 10 plays, maybe he's the greatest decoy on earth, something like Tyree Kill has been for Jalen Waddle, especially last year. I'm really curious to see their approach. We know that this team is a little conservative when it comes to keeping guys healthy, and I, I love that. That last stretch of games is going to be tough, and I do wonder, like, do you really need to kind of give Devon H in 25 touches against the Raiders at home? 
No, and I, I think the decoy thing was, uh, you know, a perfect example of how they could use this. I mean, and you mentioned the five touches. I mean, I was sitting here debating whether to start him in fantasy, and I mean, I need to start him in fantasy. I think I had uh, Bijan Robinson's out, a couple other guys out. But you think about those five touches, man, the way he's been playing, those five touches could easily, <laughs> you know, net him 100 yards and two touchdowns. It's absolutely insane. So I like that you're saying it could be a decoy. I mean, you could line him up in the second half and just have him next to two and just motion out into the flats. And I mean – the defense is going to have to draw down and, you know, account for that. And then that could open something else up. So um, I'm right. I'm right there with you, man. Don't ride this. Uh, don't ride your Ferrari too hard. You know, right. When you get it back out of the shop, give it a few weeks to, um, you know, get that motor going and then you can go out there and, and you ride that Ferrari right through to the playoffs. I hope I did that right. I think that's pretty good. I don't want this to sound worse than it's going to, but it is. Um, but the Dolphins also have an awesome souped-up Honda Civic that just gets them through rain and snow, and they haven't used Jeff Wilson once this year. Um, I tweeted this out, and I think it's going to happen. One time in the next five weeks, I think Jeff Wilson has a two-touchdown game. I think it's coming. Just the way you hear Mike McDaniel talk about him, I know early on when he returned to the lineup, McDaniel even said he was a little upset that he didn't really get Wilson involved. He had four targets last week that I thought it was a little surprising, but it also just goes to show how much Mike McDaniel trusts him. Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan are one and two on this offense, no doubt. But there's a lot of respect for Jeff Wilson. And I'm not saying this is like, uh, you know, letting your little brother play with the controller or anything like that. But I do think this is an opportunity where you can have someone who's a little more physical, like Jeff Wilson, really just knock through those yards, get you through games where, you know, you do want to keep Raheem Mostert healthy and you do want to keep Achan healthy. These guys have been carrying the workload for a lot of the year and you're paying Jeff Wilson more than you're paying Raheem Mostert. So this could be an opportunity where they say, hey, uh, you know, Wilson, we can give you 20 carries. And would you really be surprised if those 20 carries turned for, you know, 110 yards and two? No, not at all. And I think you bring up a good point. He has that different dynamic. I mean, um, we love talking thunder and lightning. At least I do. I don't know if you want to be pulled into that, but you know what I mean? He brings that added dynamic, you know, that thunder that can, you know, hopefully get those much needed, you know, short yards that you do eventually need. I mean, I know the Dolphins talking about doing the tush push or something this week, but I'd much rather see, uh, you know, Jeff Wilson up the, up the gut than, uh, to a time other going head first into a bunch of linemen. And I still think, you know, um, you talked about, I think last week, uh, hit the amount of targets Jeff Wilson seen in the passing game. So um, well, I could see him getting two touchdowns. I hope eventually we're saying the same thing about Alec Ingold, right? I mean, I think you've been talking about since week one, you know, him maybe being more involved in this passing game, and it just hasn't really happened. So um, last thing I want to say about the running back room, is it crazy that we might kind of underrate Raheem Mostert, I mean, I'm looking at, he still has the 13 touchdowns and we kind of, we're talking, getting excited about Devon Achan, you know, we're talking about Jeff Wilson and we kind of overlook Raheem Mostert and just how effective he's been. I think he's still what has led the league in touchdowns and um, he might even be up there in yards as well. He, I think he's like top six, seven in yards, but look what Kyle Shanahan did last week. He was tried, you know, the last drive of the game there were all the starters right of the game except for christian mccaffrey because he was trying to get mccaffrey a touchdown to keep his touchdown streak going that, that's a good point i'm curious to see if mike mcdaniel is one of those guys who it's not your main goal but if you have an opportunity to get raheem Mostert three touchdowns and if you can end the year with someone like that i mean you hear the way Mostert and mcdaniel talk about each other it's a great working relationship where you do wonder if he'd love to get Mostert the respect he deserves by having him lead the league in touchdowns where if he did do something like that, it'd be super funny to kind of compare it to his contract where it just kind of speaks to how ridiculous running back contracts are in general. Yeah. I think kind of speaks on how ridiculous Raheem Mostert is too, right? He's up there kind of up there in age. A lot of teams might've given up on him, but 
Um, you know, it kind of seemed like him and Mike McDaniel were always going to be ride or die. And he always knew he could be an effective running back. I mean, you know, we, we all heard the stories about him play, playing on the Dolphins. I think he was on the practice squad, got cut full circle, man. Now leading the NFL in touchdowns. It's just wild. And um, again, we overlook him with all the different weapons to a time alone this offense have. So if you missed it last week, I had Aaron Schatz on the show to talk about the Dolphins. He's the founder of DVOA, um, and he runs uh, a lot of the analysis for FTN Fantasy right now. So, Josh, I want to throw some numbers out at you, get your thoughts, and let us know if you like this stuff. If it just sounds like just numbers going in and out of your ears, let us know and we'll stop. But, Josh, they have odds on how likely it is for each of Miami's receivers to score a touchdown. Um, I'm going to list the top eight, and I'd love to get your thoughts on if there's one that sticks out or one that, you know, hey, I think it's a lot higher, and, you know, maybe if you want to bet something like that. But Hill, they have 86%, Waddle, 49%, Achan, 20 Smythe, 13 Barrios, 11 Wilson, 11 Craycraft, 7 Mostert, 7 I mean, I like the waddle, right? Oh, they're saying forty nine percent. I mean, so if we're talking betting. Is that what you're asking me? Which yeah, I think, think is they think it's a all... coin flip, basically. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like yeah. Okay, so yeah, I can see that, right? That's that's pretty. That's just the Jalen Waddle way. I do kind of think maybe Cedric Wilson. I might be wrong, but I think he had one in consecutive weeks now, so he's yep. kind of been that third wide receiver option with Braxton Barrios banged up. So. Um, yeah, I see no issue with that. But again, if I'm betting and you see that um, Cedric Wilson and Braxton Barrios have the same odds and you're assuming Barrios is healthy, I mean, he would probably get more snaps. At least I would kind of assume. But um, yeah, I, I think Cedric Wilson would be that nice little uh, if you're throwing some money down just because of what he's done these last few weeks. But um, I see no issue with Waddle or Hill because um, every time they go out there, I mean, there's a chance they score a touchdown. Especially at home, Waddle at home has been absolutely awesome recently. So that's why I, I like the flip a coin touchdown. Riv, River Craycraft, they have a 7% chance of scoring a touchdown. Um, this could be another scenario where the Dolphins are easing him back in, or it could have been a scenario where they had him on IR to protect him from himself so he's not knocking on the door two, three weeks in. Um, I like that at 7%. It's important to keep in mind Cedric Wilson didn't start seeing action until River Craycraft got hurt in week three. So I think that one could be a little fun. Um, but they're easing them back in. And then, hey, I think Durham Smythe, I think his 18 touchdown game, that's still, that will happen. The prophecy will come true one day. Um, Josh, running the football, Mostert, 48%, 8chan, 36, Hill, 6, Wilson, 4. 48% for Mostert seems kind of low when he's leading the league in uh, touchdowns. Yeah, it seems a little low, but I mean, I, I guess they expect Achan to come right out there firing all cylinders. And I mean, you kind of have to wonder if he will get that workload kind of quickly because I do remember when the injury first happened, and I don't even know if we still got the full you know definition of what the injury was, but I think Adam Schefter said you know they didn't expect him to be out longer than that four weeks. He'd be back at that exact time, so maybe it was just them, like you mentioned with Craycraft, getting ahead of this, you know, realizing that you have this stretch of games. You have Raheem Mostert playing well. Jeff Wilson was coming back at that point. Maybe we can just kind of put you on layaway. I don't know. You probably don't even remember layaway, Jake, but when you're uh, um, back in my day, my parents used to lay away stuff at times for at, uh, you know, the, the store, whether it was a WWF action figures or whatever it was. But the point is they knew what they would get later on at Christmas time, kind of right in this, in this uh, uh, time frame, And now they can go out there and, and just ride him, you know, to the tooth and nail but i again you you got to give raheem mostert the ball man he's been your dude and um he continues to prove that he's that dude moral of the story i think it is that raheem mostert is that dude let's take a quick break and on the other side we'll flip the script and look at some of las vegas's playmakers heading into week 11 
passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Joshua, you did a pretty interesting cut-up this week, and you can find that at H-O-U-T-Z on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, And it was really focused on how the Dolphins... I don't want to say attack, but really tried to contain Travis Kelsey and the dolphins are facing another big time playmaker who can really change the, change the entire force of what's happening on the field. And that's Devonte Adams. He has 57 receptions this year for 659 yards, three, three touchdowns. Obviously you have Aiden O'Connell in there starting at quarterback. They benched Jimmy Garoppolo with Antonio Pierce taking over as head coach, Joshua, did anything stand out about how they tried to contain Kelsey and what happened on defense as a result of that? I mean, the way I saw it, and I mean, they kind of did a little bit of everything. I mean, there were times when Jalen Phillips was bumping Kelsey at the line. There were times when Bradley Chubb was driving back in zone. Um, there were times when you saw David Long and Deshaun Elliott kind of covering. So um, the way at least it seemed to me, at least early in that game, those first few scripted plays was Kansas City was kind of using uh, Travis Kelsey as a decoy. He lined up with X a few times, um, kind of ran and out, kind of took off X and Elliott as well. So it left open that touchdown route. I think two touchdowns came off of him being lined up there. So, yeah, so I think they used him as a decoy. I really wish I got more time. I want to do a whole breakdown of this thing. But, um, you know, you look at it and say Travis Kelsey had two yards for – or two catches for, what, 14 yards. I joked that Durham Smythe had uh, more yards – more catches and yards. But when you think about him being that decoy and allowing those touchdowns, I mean, it kind of uh, canceled each other's out. But long story short, I think the way the Dolphins attacked Travis Kelsey, you know, using a little bit of everything – um, will kind of be what we see against, um, you know, Devontae Adams. I just wonder if you don't see this being that time where Vic Fangio, you know, he said, I don't know that I want to have uh, my corner follow a receiver, and but maybe later in the year or whatever it was. Remember that saying? This could be that time where you have Jalen Ramsey follow Devontae Adams because you don't want to really um, – I, I don't know. I, I think him, Elrax, can handle Devontae Adams, but I'd much rather see that Jalen Ramsey uh, 
you know, showdown again that I'm sure we've seen before. So long story short, Jake, they're going to attack uh, Devontae Adams a little bit differently, but um, Vic Fangio is going to leave no stone unturned in doing so. Permission to put on the tinfoil hat? Always, always. You need to, you need proficient, make, have your girlfriend make you one. That's what you need to do. You need to have someone make you a tinfoil hat. One of our listeners, someone has to be able to make like one of those Christopher Columbus ones that you had in like elementary school. Making out tinfoil has to be easy. I just can't do it. Oh, I can't, I can't do anything like that either. So Devontae Adams, he lines up as the left wide receiver 55% of the time. He's lines up in the slot 15% of the time, which I thought was a little interesting. I thought it was actually going to be a lot higher than 15%. But since he's gotten to the Raiders, he really hasn't been a slot receiver. Now, you look at what the Dolphins are doing, and you hinted at it. X lines up on the left side, which it's flipped, so it's not the side Devontae Adams is lining up on. X is that left side cornerback 93% of the time, which implies Ramsey would be on the side to go against Devontae Adams, which sounds great. Let's do it. However, there was a quote this week from one Tyree Kill who said that he was on the scout team playing like Devontae Adams, the way he, his ability to set up routes. And he said he made Xavier Howard fall a couple times. So Joshua, my question to you is if it's so obvious that Devontae Adams lines up on the left side or, or in the slot and the practice team, the scout team, as the guy on the other side lined up against the fake Devontae Adams, what do you think's happening? This is the time where I tweet out, let us pray, the let us hands in the pray, because that sounds, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I they, I know they like to keep things close to the chest, but if Xavier Howard's, you know, lining up against Devontae Adams in practice, you would think that's how they're going to come out here and attack this. But, um, you know, who, who knows? I think Jalen Ramsey was covering, um, Jalen Ramsey was in coverage on that. I think it was a third and one late in the game um, last week against the Chiefs on Travis Kelsey. And I know that there was some, Kind of, he was being coy when they said that Vic Fangio said you might line up on Travis Kelsey. He was being coy there, so I, I, I don't know, man. I, I hope that we get to see that Jalen Ramsey battle because we might see X on his ass if he's going one one against Adams. But he has played pretty well this year, so maybe I shouldn't shouldn't be so mean. The second I pop off the tinfoil hat, the you know the answer, Tyree kills just BSing like he always does. He was just giving X some shit. That's if I had to guess, that's probably what it is. But, but let, let's you, let's get weird with it, right? You couldn't have said that before I gave that. I, I responded with that long ass ramble. <laughs> that's more fun. <laughs> that's the more fun thing. That, that is why imaginations run free, right? Do none of us want think, the simple answer. No. Do you think they might use him more in the slot to get that matchup versus Kohu, and maybe even at times against a linebacker? I mean, um, that seems like maybe how you'd want to attack it with these good. Uh, corners on the outside, but I don't know that Devontae Adams is scared of anyone, right? Not that he really should be. Since Vangio won- runs a zone-heavy defense, I wonder if they'd really be able to get Kohu in such a vulnerable spot as he was as a boundary receiver or cornerback. Um, I think where Kohu can really... Devontae Adams, if he had a good quarterback, I'd argue that he's the best wide receiver in the league and I know that's not even fair to begin with in itself uh, but I think Kohu can do enough as the slot corner where you got to make sure it's something that Aiden O'Connell is comfortable throwing I saw a lot of situations last week where Devontae Adams had to stretch out and, and make some great plays and I think about the fact that if Devontae Adams is, is lifting his hands over his head and having to extend for balls Cater Kohu if you're lining up in the slot I think he might be the heaviest hitter of that secondary uh, 
not to disrespect Ramsey or, or Holland. I think that secondary is full of heavy hitters, but I, I think that might be a situation where they kind of let things play as they are just because it is that zone defense and you can't get Kohu isolated on the boundary where he can break a tackle or catch the ball and, and then attack Kohu. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I fully, um, fully trust in Darth Cater and you're talking about him um, making, you know, an impact in with his hitting and things like that coming down um, and, and putting those lasting hits. I mean, isn't that what he's going to have to do in the run game? I mean, we talk about Devontae Abs, how important he is. Equally as important. I don't know why, Jake. I'm going to be honest. I do not know why I drafted Josh Jacobs in nearly most. I, like, it was more than 50% of my fantasy. I don't think I've ever had a share of Josh Jacobs. I just feel like wherever I was drafting, he must have been the best running back. So low. Uh, yeah, and I took him, and I was, uh, you know, I kind of felt queasy about it. I was probably trying to trade him a little bit, but he's been pretty darn awesome. And we know at times, you know, um, the Dolphins have struggled with running backs. Not so much this year. I mean, they've been getting really good against the run, but Josh Jacobs is another guy that can make an impact in the passing game and definitely in the run game that the Dolphins have to account for, as well as Devontae Adams. And I mean, when you're a young quarterback, what's the best thing to rely on other than that, you know, number one, you know, you, you say he's probably the best receiver in football. And it's hard to argue that when he's, um, you know, fully healthy with a good quarterback, but for a young quarterback, for being able to rely on that running back, Josh Jacobs, and they love to rely on him. Um, that's definitely a matchup I'm intrigued to see. And, you know, maybe we see Christian Wilkins get under his skin a little bit early to um, throw him off his game, but Josh Jacobs, he's a star. And were there, were there rumors that the Dolphins had interest in trading for him at Durney? I, mean, I was They're just going to say it was every fun. running back under the sun. And you had Devon H hand and, uh, the running back leading the league in touchdowns on your roster. It made no sense, but um, yeah, man. What about Speaking Josh Jacobs? Jacobs you you kind of hit the nail on the head. His last two weeks, 29 touches and 26 targets. So, I mean, that or 26 touches and 29 touches, excuse me. Um, Josh Jacobs, on 42% of snaps where he's in the game, he is either targeted or carries the football. That's the highest rate in the league. So this game might come down to simply Josh Jacobs. If you feel that this is how the Raiders can score their 14 points and maybe cover that 14 point spread, he'd probably be the one to put money on. Um, Michael Mayer, he had that game winning touchdown last week. I think it's a little interesting. His targets really don't come into action until they're in the red zone, which I don't know if that's how Vic Fangio is going to attack this and maybe bait them into some throws where it looks like a jump ball in the corner. Uh, but yeah, man, I think it's really Josh Jacobs because I mean, J Jacoby Myers is a solid receiver. We talked about Devontae Adams, uh, but I think Miami's secondary is so good that you start looking at, uh, you know, Las Vegas's um, offensive line and wondering if that's where the game's going to be won or lost. Yeah, you said Las Vegas offensive line? Not Sorry. Oakland. No, good. Oh, no, I'm proud of you. I just uh, – <laughs> I, I was zoning out, and I think I completely missed it. Yeah, but I do think that's where it's going to be won and lost, and it's going to you know depend. We're talking about the secondary Devontae Adams. We're talking about being able to stop Josh Jacobs. If you can you know contain Devontae Adams and, and hold him, clamp him down for a little bit longer, that allows those guys up front to do those things that we've seen over the last few weeks. I mean, again, Bradley Chubb's been playing out of his mind. I forget, is it four games with a sack? consecutively yep. there are forced fumbles in there as well so he's playing out of his mind Jalen Phillips is starting to come on Christian Wilkins actually I feel like every podcast we're talking about how well this team is playing but going against an offensive line like the Raiders who you know um you know can have success running the football it'll be interesting to see how this all works out and to see um what gives because the Raiders they're hot right now right Antonio Pierce has them playing really well that is the name of their coach their coach right Antonio Pierce Nailed it. Am I thinking of, I'm, okay, I was going to say, I always get mixed up. But, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I like the Dolphins' odds in this one, and I do think they'll be able to stymie uh, Josh Jacobs and find a way to stop 
um, Devontae Adams, no matter what uh, the Raiders try. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus there's been comments that, you know, the Dolphins are going through an easy stretch here. And there's the idea that they can't shake the idea of being frauds uh, during this stretch. It can't happen until you play the Dallas's. But I think one way they can start to do that is really beat up a pretty good Vegas offensive line. Uh, they're, they have a total PFF pass rushing grade of about 72, which is slightly above average. Uh, Jermaine Illuminor, he has five sacks on one side as a, starting tackle and then Colton Miller on the other side has three sacks. So yeah, man, I think if you have Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, uh, Chubb builds his sack streak to five Phillips builds his to four. You start to see this defense really cause some havoc. They have a negative four differential in the turnover battle. You start to see that maybe shake up a little bit. I think that's how this Dolphins uh, defense can really start to shake the idea of frauds. It's because we know what this offense can do. But if we have a defense that is playing like it did against Kansas City every single week, and I mean, who knows, maybe if they can get better at the scripted plays, we're asking for a, a boatload here, but this could be one of the better defenses in the league in the second half. And I think that's one way they could really set the tone, especially early on. Yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, you can go to Pro Football Focus. A lot of people have the the um, subscription. Go look at how well that offensive line's ranked. I mean, um, their offensive line's ranked really well, but this is going to be an awesome matchup. And I think, again, Dolphins are going to find a way to pressure them. I do think we can both agree, though, we'd probably be talking about this game a little bit differently. I don't really can't say if Jimmy Garoppolo – like, I don't know what the Raiders would need at quarterback to for us to be talking about them in a different light because they do have some playmakers. Adams, Hunter Renfro has been a solid slot wide receiver. You mentioned Michael Mayer being that big body in the – you know, as a big body slot tight end, right, in the red zone and being that playmaker. Then they got Jacoby Myers who, you know, made some plays against us when he was with the Patriots. Um, So um, they do have playmakers, but when you have a rookie quarterback named Aiden O'Connell that, um, you know – yeah, you're not. We're not as fearful of them as we might be if it's. Uh, again, I can't even say Jeremy, Jimmy Garoppolo because I don't think I'd be too scared of them, even if he was their quarterback. So you got to think about it this way, though, Josh. The last time the Dolphins played against Jimmy Garoppolo or expected to play against Jimmy Garoppolo, they lost to some no-name backup, and that's how Brock Purdy was born. Delete that. <laughs> so we're we're just breeding these uh, 
late round quarterbacks that are going to turn into superstars because Brock Purdy, I mean, everyone tries to discredit him and that Shanahan offense, just like they like to discredit Tua Tagovailoa, and you just can't do it because he just all he does is win. Before we take off, Josh, before I let you go enjoy your weekend, let me get that final score prediction. Let me see how you're feeling. Let me hear how you're feeling. Okay, well, it looks like the last time they played, 2021, the Dolphins lost in overtime, 31-28. Um, was that the Mac Hollins? Was there a bomb there by Mac? Uh, yep. Okay, yeah. Let me see my memory. Thursday fried, night football, but... I think it was. Yeah. I mean, it don't matter. I don't know why I had this up. The Dolphins have um, only they're, – they're three – Three and two in their last five games against the Raiders, for whatever that means. None of that matters. I don't know why I said that. I already had the window pulled up. But I'm going with the Dolphins. I'm going 38-13. How's that sound? That sound like a realistic score? 38-13? Yeah. I think Tua gets 289 yards and three touchdowns, and he's out of the game. Um, you know, in the fourth quarter, we see HN and Raheem Mostert both have tutties. Um, uh, Mike sorry, White Lane. pick six. Sorry, Lane. Yeah, Mike White pick six. Uh. Oh, no Robbie Chosen touchdown this time. Um, yeah, we're going to win this game. 38-13. That's my prediction, Jake. I like it. Yeah, because I can see a scenario. I'm still a little concerned about special teams, so you not wonder maybe a kick return or two gets them close to field goal range, uh, something like that. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm going to go 40-10. to 10. Let's get out of there, take care of business, maybe break off some runs in the first half of the game, and then – I'm going to do this too. I'm going to live bet whatever the spread is at halftime because I think that's where the Dolphins are really going to pull away. I think the Raiders, we haven't even mentioned it once. They are coming all the way across the country. Wait, yeah, they're coming all the way across the country. There were rumors. I think they were staying on the East Coast throughout the week, but I don't think they did. Um, yeah, it's really hard to uh, bet on those West Coast teams coming on the East Coast. And then you add in Miami's the only team that's still undefeated at home in the AFC. They haven't lost at home. And God, who uh what, they lost at home once last year, I think it was? Something wild like that. I wish I knew off the top of my head. I just get sad every time we talk about home games and their win streak because we're, we're all the way up here in the Northeast, man. We're dealing with snow, and they're dealing with the greatest show on surf. <laughs> but, that, I mean, that makes sense, That's... right? They have the nice weather. That's We we can be you know stuck inside in podcasting. It makes a little sense that way, doesn't it? It does. And we could say that for the Dolphins' offense to really click, the ba- main thing is to contain Max Crosby. I, I'm looking, man, nine and a half sacks already. Like, dude is a, a wildebeest. Joshua how to have said it all. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of another Dolphins podcast. We will be back early next week with our game recap of hopefully a nice Dolphins win as they look to get back into the swing of things. But go have a great weekend. We will talk to you next week. And most importantly, Vincent. Vincent.